Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Michael Seven Michael, and you're watching, you know it, Geek Caster, everything sci-fi, fantasy, geek culture, geek content. And today we have in our studio the one, the only beautiful disaster. How you doing? Yes. So, this, I'm on Facebook, mm -hmm. right? And I'm just checking out the feed, and I come across this amazing trailer. And we are so blessed to have them in the studio via the internet. We have Ido. Hi, everyone. And we also have Quante. <laughs> I ain't playing. I ain't playing. I'm not playing. <laughs> so I hit these guys up. I just leave a little message. I'm like, this was an amazing trailer. What is this about? And um, you guys have been so open and so cool. And um, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for the uh, invite, too. Yeah, so I'm going to put a little bit of... Uh, play a little bit of this while we're talking just so people could see oh my goodness this is great you know especially you know we're always talking about special effects mm -hmm. and um, talking about the production really going hard on Marvel and DC and the stuff that they're doing and to see an independent project looking this beautiful um, you, you guys are awesome you guys are awesome and you guys are the creators of Popolo. Yes. Yes, sir. So tell everybody about this particular production and what makes it so special to you. Which one will go first, you? <laughs> well, you're the director. <laughs> and again, this is called Devatha, um, correct? Devda. Devta, yeah, it's it's a it's a Sanskrit word, um, and the translation it means divinity. Um, hello, no, Michael, say, can you hear me? Say it again. Yes. How do you say? Um, it, it says Devta. Devta. So you don't say the yeah you don't say the the a in the middle part. Oh. So Devta. Yeah. Devta. Oh wow. Yeah, and it's a Sanskrit word. It means divinity. Wow. Um, yeah, um, it started, the project actually started when we touring at, um, for Popolo. Mm. At that time, I think we, are we in Houston here or was it? We're in Houston. Oh, okay, yeah. At that time, it was when in Houston, we watched uh, Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> <laughs> see, you see. <laughs> in Houston. Um, so both of us kind of like come to the same conclusion. I mean, different, you know, diff different train of thoughts and thinking about what makes it not a good film. Um, but both of us agree that it's not, you know, Batman versus Superman, it's not a good movie. Um, I personally, I don't know, like everybody always compared, like, you know, the Marvel and the DC character, the superheroes are like the Greek gods right. of the modern day. But I felt like... I don't know, like, I guess me growing up, um, when when you seeing like all these fairy tales and gods, usually it's try to impart a lesson or, you know, like it's, 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 it's not just loud noises and actions, right? Um, so I don't know, like I just look at, I just look at all the trends about all this 
super uh, superheroes in comic book and it never really say anything. So I secretly kind of like writing things down. Um, and then when Hugh <laughs> watching Batman versus Superman, Hugh was like, we need to make our own, you know, uh, superhero, <laughs> a superhero version because like this is this and that. And then right. I just told Hugh that, you know, hey, I actually secretly writing something um, would you like to take a look at it? And at that time, I thought it was like, I don't know. I mean, from Popolo, I mean, that's pretty crazy for us to just do second feature film, right. try to compete with Marvel, but right. somehow we did it. And then, yeah, I mean, if you want to add anything else, to you. Oh, listen, straight up, this what happened. I left that theater hurt as a black man because <laughs> I, I can't buy into these superhero bullshit. And we're filmmakers, so spiritually... I said, let's come up with our own superhero that can beat Superman. Mm -hmm. And he has to be charged by his melanin. So when brothers see him, it will change the narrative of how we look at our skin. So I added my concept of the black superhero to Edo's story. And here comes the, uh, the development of Debda. And it's really the concept of um, we're remaking the Avatar The Last Airbender. That's basically what we're redoing. And we're, we're, it's, it's a coming-of-age story about a little girl, a little teenage Filipino high school girl who meets a monk. And the monk tells her she's the savior of the world. Very similar to uh, Alice falling in a hole and talking to a rabbit. Dorothy and Oz, all of these stories about these other, uh, the, the ethnic, the, just the Caucasian race, and it's always the girl coming of age, and all of our, our, our children and our women have to watch that, but they don't have a coming of age magical story type of deal, right? right. So on an island, this island is full of dark people, Filipinos, Hawaiians. I mean, it's so dark on this island, but they don't have a representation. And the young lady that's playing the role, that was one of her main things as an actress, leaving the island. She went to school in New York, Sarah Lawrence, came back to the island, and she, 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 she wants to represent her race on that level. But to get on that level, there's nobody going to cast her in that role to put her on that ladder. Hell, they, they, they won't even cast Diz to be a, that girl on that level so we can see a young African-American sister girl coming into awakening. What if Diz, it was her, and she met a monk, and a monk tells her she's the savior of the world. The life, the story starts from that. We were just all of Diz and what happens, how it develops. And on the way, we're telling life stories because the girl is at an all-girls school because we want to show how girls bully girls. We don't think girls bully girls because you know, we don't see that part of theirs in their life. But we want to expose what young girls have to go through as they're coming up without having any type of role model in front of them as a superhero or a representative of color type of deal. So that's basically the whole foundation is that then we put stories on top of it, keeping in mind that we want to enlighten and edify women. So we had all female producers, and our lead villain is a, is a woman. 
And um, we have women throughout the whole film that have major roles to where you can see the difference between different female characters and it's not all about male-driven like Popolo was strictly male-driven. I think we had two women in Popolo, that's it. (laughs) It's the change of the times. Someone has to take on Marvel and DC and someone has to take on Marvel and DC by putting a woman in a very powerful position and um, of authority, action. And so we created our own kick-ass female action action person that you can actually look at this woman that we're fighting and know that there are women out there that can get down with dudes. The only difference between us and women is testosterone. Outside of that, there's some women that can handle men on a physical level. We just don't show it. So let me ask you this. Do you guys support and watch the films that have come out recently that do do that? Like what? And, and um, like, for instance, uh, Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel or any of those. Or do you feel that they're, they're not, not doing it well? They're not doing it at all. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, if I, if, 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 like, I have a granddaughter. If I have her see that, what do I tell her? You can't do that because they don't look like you. Okay. That's just it. I mean, you can you can you can put false narratives up to say we're appeasing women and we put them in these roles. We're still we're sexually objectifying them. Wonder Woman was completely sexually objectified, completely sexually objectified the whole time. And so is this 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 other Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. That I don't think a woman can look at that and be. Wonder Woman, maybe, because they show where she came from. Mm. But Captain Marvel, it, it, come on. I mean, when do we get tired of this? And were there any concerns or obstacles as a director um, that you had to face? that you were like, you know what, I gotta be careful with this or um, I don't know how to approach this in the film. Mm, in what sense, um, Michael? Are we talking yeah, about like, like- For instance, were there any particular uh, fight scenes or um, just interactions that you weren't sure how to, because it's one thing to want to write stories and represent but then again, you're not a woman, so true, true. You, or you may not identify as one. I'm not. I don't know. I don't want to. <laughs> so, um, were there any things that you maybe maybe leaned on some of your female producers to say, "Hey, what do you think I should do here, or how do I approach this part of the scene?" Or, or were there maybe there wasn't any obstacles for that for you? Well, I mean, when we wrote it, we actually, of course, like have so many drafts and make sure that like everybody reading it, that okay. it was somewhat not a very, how to say this? I felt, because like movie is in one hand, it's like it has to appease everybody's point of view. But then at the same time, like to make it work, it has to stand out. It has to come from one point of view, um, yes. right? Um, so as far as it's like a problem with, with um, handling that situation, I don't think we really have that problem at all. Um, 
and and as far as it's like do do am i afraid of like uh, working in this uh with especially with this issue and subject i don't know i mean honestly like when i wrote i just wrote i don't think about you know like i don't think about what it says i let i let the I let the story and the character reveal itself of what they are wanting to say. So, and if you're thinking about like, oh, is this gonna, you know, is, is it gonna come across this? Is it gonna come across that? Then, you know, we're, we're not gonna end up making anything because you're too worried about what is it gonna do. Instead, just, you know, instead just doing it. Um, at least that's from my end, but like, um, do you have any addition, Q? What do you think? Yeah, Quant, what do you think? Well, same, you know... Same, same same answer, or there were things that you were hesitant no, on the film? I looked at it like like someone says, like someone said to us about, you guys are just exploiting women, yada, yada, yada. That's what people were saying because of our concept. However, I'm an oppressor. I'm the male oppressor. If anybody knows what we're doing to women and what we need to stop doing is the men. And so I don't really think I need to go to a woman about a story that I know we are doing to them to show, excuse me, or to ask them, is this correct? I'm coming strictly from the position of being a man that know we oppress women. How can I fix what I know that we are doing, that I've done? And how can I convey that through my film very honest and positively? So when you see it, it's real life. It's a real life, genuine gift back to the woman of, listen, I understand. And we're going to do it this way. And I'm going to show you. So um, I, I'm not asking anybody what I know that we have done wrong, that I need to repent for. And I'm going to use this platform of films to do that. Like Popolo. Popolo is a word, it's a derogatory word that they have for black people in America and in Hawaii. So when you hear Popolo. This is on public TV, so you gotta be careful. Oh. Okay. Yeah, oh. go ahead. Oh, it's a, it's a very derogatory word. And so when I heard that, my responsibility to the hurt that that word caused is to unveil the truth about that word through my work. And so we taught the meaning of Apollo. It's a medicine plant that got lost in translation. In our movie, we teach them about the word we originated from and how it bothers people in an action film that won 12 awards. So it's about using your platform for righteousness. Woman, you're gonna... <laughs> um, well, I do agree with a lot of the roles have been mostly male-driven. So with Marvel, I do feel like Wonder Woman was very sexualized, and I wasn't really a big fan of the film to begin with. Captain Marvel, I haven't spoken that one. I haven't really seen it, and I have no interest mm. in seeing it either. <laughs> Why? You're a woman. I'm a black woman now. Exactly. As a child, See? I didn't relate to any of these things, and I still Check don't me. relate to any of these things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm Michael, that's missing. Now, but 
It's like being a little girl playing with Barbies. You didn't have one that looked like you. <laughs> we don't understand that. We, we can't. Not on that level. I saw fun um, in reference to Captain Marvel. It's very interesting that they chose to use the female version of Captain Marvel. And I feel that they could have, um, and just a lot of the stories, how there's so many male characters that instead of just changing the gender of a character, I feel that they should just create other characters. You know? Um, Wait, so are you I saying like, Captain Marvel is or, originally a guy? Yeah. No, no, he can't. Well, he was, oh. but, but there were also, I don't know if you it's guys into the comic books, but they were going to make a female Thor. I think they did make a female uh. Thor. And there's so many stories and so many opportunities to just create new characters instead of just putting out the female version of, let them stand and have their own backstory and move forward. Um, so I don't know if, if you guys, how, how deep you're into comic books and because that's a thing as well. You know, like, you know, uh, Spider-Man. Oh, what, by the way, do you guys see Spider-Verse? I have not. I heard about, I a lot of good things about it, but I have not. Because I think they did a really good job of showing not only diversity, but the first time seeing a, I would almost say a real Spider-Man, even though Morales' character is another Spider-Man, but this is the first time you saw a Spider-Man in a contemporary setting. Most of the high school scenes are like stuck in the 60s mm-hmm. or stuck in the 70s. And this is the first time you saw him in like a current high school, like a real current high school dealing with real things. Um, now, is that, is that oh, the latest okay. Spider-Man thing? Correct. Yes. It's the cartoon one. See, I got a problem. There you go. I got a oh, problem. The cartoon that. one, right? Uh-oh. It was a cartoon. Really? We bring, I was so upset with that, but my nephew loved it and he was all into it. He said Spider-Man looked at him. I'm like, bro, that was the cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) It was a cartoon. I'm sorry. I, I, I cannot keep allowing little things like this to slide by to another generation. And then they believe it when they should have had a black Spider-Man, not Venom, but a black Spider-Man. This is simple as that. But I don't complain about what they're doing because it is their stage. It is their show. And if you go knocking on someone's door and you want to be a part of their stage and their show, you got to do their dance to their music. And I don't, I don't, I have no problem with that. So that encouraged me to create our own stage and dance on our own stage, our own music and see who show up. Well, you know what? Let's talk about that stage. So are you guys finished with the film? Yes, we're still editing, though. Yeah, we're in the post-production, but we're finished with the production. Okay. And how will fans, potential fans, be able to grab hold of this? Will it be online? Will, will it be in the theaters? Um, how are you going to distribute it? We're going the exact same way Marvel went. Okay. No, di- no different. We go through the film festival circuit and um, pick up distribution, go through the theaters, then break it down to the video, the cable, and all the way. The same way they do it, we're going to do the same thing. No different. And if I want their outcome, I do what they do. Okay. I like that. 
It's a formula. It's a, now, is this a trilogy? Or is yeah. this a one film? Can we get like some sneak information going on here? Let's, uh, 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 they're, stuttering, they're stuttering, ladies and gentlemen. I got them. No, it's, it's just well, it's it's not because it's not about stuttering. Because um, when you ask trilogy, right? Honestly, um, Michael, like we know it's not going to be one film because the enemy. Um, I don't. Well, I don't know how how well we explain the premise, uh, but pretty much the villain of this the world is. It's been um, what do you call it? There's seven deadly since being. Um, you know, pretty much like controlling be- behind the world behind the scenes, and that's why we have all this chaos, and that's why human behaving, you know, badly, quote unquote, right? right. It's because of the seven deadly sins. Right. So if we just look at seven, <laughs> you know, then maybe it's a seven film, um, but we don't know yet. See, the the story is keep evolving, um, but I know, I know it's probably going to be more than three, honestly. Okay. Nice. Because our because our goal also like when we're writing the story is for example um, this movie and hopefully we don't go into like a spoiler territory over here. No, no, um, no, don't do the it. enemy. Well, <laughs> well, the enemy is envy, right? So like what what we're trying to do also is kind of like talk about um, quote unquote all these seven deadly sins and give some sort of like a like a fun meditation about it you know like to actually examine to it and like what is it about and how do you how do you overcome that quote unquote sin gotcha I like it I like it you know what it, you know what it reminds me of as you guys talk about it and we got a chance a little bit to talk um, the other day I get a feel of the old kung fu flicks. <laughs> you know, there's always like some some supposed to learn. Uh, that's why I like the old kung fu flicks more than the newer ones. To be honest with you, I can watch uh, well, those all day. Uh, uh, well, no, that's that's interesting, Michael. Because like, I, I felt like everybody always says that, but like what I notice is everybody that everyone that says that is always from the Western. You know, counterpart of it. You know, oh, like wow. it's always in the, it's always in the United, States. it's always in the Americans or like <laughs> the Europeans that that actually says that, right? No, no. And it's interesting because like now I realize like you know like because like I don't grow up in um, in America. Like I grew up in Indonesia, so like okay. I'm like Asian fresh off boat. If you want to put right. me in a box like that, right? Right, right. And like I grew up. I don't grew up watching superheroes. Like for us, the concept of like somebody put a pants, a different pants and costume, right. and then save, you know, and then save whatever you gotta save, is a is a bizarre idea. Right. Do you know who is our superheroes? Because then I was kind of like, well, but then you know what all what what's all of this stories about? If you look at like for example Dragon Ball, um, like the anime stuff, right? Um, because that's where it starts, it starts with the comic, right? So in the Western part of it, it starts from comic. Right. The Asian part starts with animation. Um, you don't see a lot of characters that they have to wear certain things in order to save the world. Right. They just did, right? right? And then like all of the kung fu movies. That's pretty much all of our superheroes, but we just never label it as a superhero. Right. So that's number one, right? Number two, like all of this quote-unquote kung fu movies that we watch, it always carry a message, right? Like, like you said, like that's one thing that you guys always notice, and 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 
and I guess I guess that's what I mean when when I watch Batman versus Superman, I felt like um, you guys creating this almost godlike character, but not teaching anything about being a godlike. Well, like when we watch all these movies with you know, and whether we want to call it kung fu or all these extraordinary human beings, it tried to teach a point to be a godlike quality. And I felt, and I think it's, I think it's because of that. That's why I'm gonna like, you know, yeah, let's, let's, let's bring some Eastern influence into the Western market. Okay. You know, because like Star Wars is also, because you know, believe it or not, Star Wars is actually inspired. A lot of it is by Japanese yeah. Uh, film. Yeah. For R2 and, and, specifically R2D2 and, and uh, 3PO are actually from. Cajun Fortress. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another yeah. film too. I think it's the Dead. Um, what was it? No, Seven Sins. The Seven Samurai. You mean? The Seven. The Seven Samurai. Seven Samurai. Thank yeah. You. Yeah. Yep. I know some yeah. things. If I get the name wrong, but I know some things. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> so what are you? So what are you guys most excited about in this whole? journey i know you're excited to get it done but well let, let me ask this way what have you learned in the process of making this that's got you guys excited yeah there you go oh that got us excited oh okay what did i learn and got me excited yeah in, the, in this process of making this people are afraid of spirituality because they can't put it in a box mm. and they can't put their hands on it it's like a grease pole mm. and so when you come with something that you're not labeling as a certain denomination and you come in with spirituality, that 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 throws the industry off, that throws people off, and that makes me very happy. Interesting. Yeah, it makes me very excited. Because one thing Hollywood does and everyone wants to do is tell you, okay, what's your genre? What's to, who who's your target market? And they they give you all this try and pigeonhole you and your project into a into a box so they can know who you are and what you're doing and what to do with you but if they can't do that they're very confused mm-hmm. what about you Edo? i don't know i'm still thinking about this <laughs> Ex- <laughs> no because like excited huh because like as far as like learning i learned a lot because like when uh, when you mentioned about the spirituality of it like i thought it was interesting because i um, I went through, I guess, like after Popolo, for some for some reason, um, I went through a depression, and my way of dealing with it is actually reading a lot of all the religious book you can think of. Okay. Um, from you know, from from, and I'm not talking about just. I'm talking like literally go to the sources in a sense of like their their literature source, right? So like for Christianity, it's the Bible. Yeah. For the for the Jewish is Torah, and then for the Hindu, it's the Gita and all, all that kind of stuff. And I just found like a similar, well, not pattern, I guess, but like a message is, is keep repeating itself, like the same messages. So like when, when we wrote the Vada together, like I told Quante also, so let's just say if the world get a reset button, right? <laughs> if, if we turn into apocalypse, humanity dies, uh, an alien shows up, and then movies is the only thing that they, you know, that they have to kind of like understand 
who is, you know, what is Earth and what is humanity. I wanted the Vada to be like the Bible, and when I use this word, not as like Christianity, but as like a, like the source of the book. What do they think about how do human being in Earth process spirituality? Um, and and I and so when when we both of us read it. It, it comes from that mindset and I guess with with Quante he's excited with me I'm more confused with the fact that people responding no with, with people responding kind of like for me it's revealing because like people are so attached to their box so that's why like I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm excited it's more about sad honestly you know because like the, well, the point wanna, of but I think because I, I don't want to you left it on such a good note and I just this questioning and leaving things open for people and just creating a whole new world, which you obviously did. Um, but I don't mm-hmm, want to mm-hmm. leave without people knowing your website, social media, so they can support. So what, what would all that information be? Um, you can go to facebook.com slash Davada movie. Okay. Um, that's the for the Facebook Instagram at Davada movie also. Where can we send a donation to you guys if you know we have? <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Wink, wink. <laughs> you, you don't have a to. <laughs> what, what about your email? Put your email out so if someone wants to uh, invest or donate, uh, yeah. you can contact Edo. Yeah, do that. Okay. Um, my email address is edo, E-D-O dot, and then Natasha, and A-T-A-S-H-A at uh, com. Awesome. And we'll, we'll, we'll come up with a link or something because we are for 30 seconds because we got to stay on, on time with this left. But um, we will work on getting you a simpler email address, sir. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> So thank oh, okay. You. okay. Thank you, thank you so much, guys. For and this is live from Hawaii. Thank you so much. Um, thank you so much. Beautiful disaster. I'm Michael mm-hmm. Seven. Michael, you're watching Geekcaster and um, everything sci-fi fantasy. We'll continue to bring it to you.